battle is back! It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. We're gonna be previewing Titan FC 42. It goes down this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. I'm gonna be talking to Titan CEO Jeff Aronson. We're gonna break down the entire card, and then I'm joined by the reigning defending Titan FC welterweight champion, ATL Zone, Diego Lima. And last but not least, legend of the sport and friend of the show, Jay-Z Calvacante. First up, Jeff Aronson, here we go. Joining me now is the Titan FC CEO, Jeff Aronson. Jeff, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Thanks, Daniel, how you doing? Doing amazing, man, yourself? Doing great, just getting ready for the car, just coming up really quick. Oh man, we got a lot to talk about. You know, since the last time we spoke, you guys have put on so many amazing events on UFC Fight Pass, really killing it. How are you feeling about everything, Jeff? I mean, this is this is definitely the best point that Titan has ever been in. Uh, long term wise, it's been great. The the fighters are just incredible, and you know, we're we're in our hometown. Um, we're we're just really working on. Uh, putting on the best shows for the fans, and it's it's really, really uh, coming off on the event. So we, we couldn't be happier. That's good to hear, man. And, I mean, it's it takes off December 2nd. Titan FC 42, Diego Lima in the main event. He's defending his welterweight title against Jason Jackson. Once again, ATT versus Black Zillions. And, man, both these guys are motivated. Diego Lima has more experience. But Jason Jackson, I mean, they call him the ass-kicking machine for a reason. Very high prospect. What do you think about this main event title fight, Jeff? I think you have, I think you have a really serious fight that could definitely be a UFC fight on a UFC card for sure. Um, like you said, Jason Jackson is an incredible prospect. Um, one of the fastest welterweights I've ever seen. I actually scouted Jason Jackson years ago at another promotion um, and, and was incredibly impressed. And he was only like 1-0 or 2-0 at that time. So um, seeing him in there again, somebody like Diego Lima is going to be a really big test. Diego is a tough guy with no quit. So it's going to be interesting to see Jason going five rounds. And remember, Jason was also the victory champion, um, and uh, which is on Fight Pass as well. So, you know, Jason Jackson was on the Black Zillion season um, of AT, you know, ATT and Black Zillions. And, and Diego comes from great lineage with his brother and, and you know, tough, tough guys, tough fight to call. Man, and the last time we saw Diego Lima, I mean, we can all agree that was a contender for fight of the year against David Mashad, the five-round title fight. Absolute war, and, uh, you know, he told me he feels like he's taken the proper amount of time off, he's refreshed, he's motivated, and uh, he feels like he's ready to go out there and make a statement, Jeff. Yeah, no, I, I think that Diego has every intention of doing that. And I'll tell you, I, like you said, that, that fight, those two guys, I mean, I was sitting there, you know, cage side, and... That was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. They they just let it all hang out. They they really. I mean, I'm glad Diego took some time off after that fight because that was a brutal five round fight. Oh man, it was absolutely amazing. And that's your main event, but man, it doesn't stop there. The co-main event of the evening. Jose Shorty Torres, the interim flyweight champion. He's taking on UFC vet Pedro Nobre, and man. Jose Shorty Torres, he's been nothing short of impressive. You know, a lot of people, a lot of insiders that I respect are saying, you know, even though this kid is only 3-0, he could be the guy to dethrone the great Mighty Mouse. That's the kind of regard people hold Jose Torres in. But when you look at a guy like Pedro Nobre, much more experienced than Jose Torres. He's been in there with everybody, and he's going to provide a legitimate challenge to the throne that Jose Torres is currently holding. 
Oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, Jose Torres um, was signed to Titan at O and O. I mean, Lex McMahon went out there and, and scouted Jose Torres and came back and said to me, "It was the only time we'd ever done it." He came back and said to me, "We need to sign Shorty Torres. He's the most talented 125er I've seen in in I can't tell you how long. We need to find. We need to sign him. We did. He's been nothing short of incredible." Um, I would dare say that, that Shorty might be the top 125 prospect in the world right now. And he's 3-0. and That's the crazy thing. And he's the interim Titan champion at 3-0. and um, He asked for this fight with Pedro Nobre. Um, I thought that, you know, Pedro Nobre with so much experience and being 18-2, and only losing to Tim Elliott outside of UFC and losing only once in UFC. I mean, Pedro Nobre is, is a killer. Um, will he be too much too soon for, for Jose? You know, I, I don't know. But I know that it's going to be an incredible fight. Oh, no doubt about it. I cannot wait to see how that one unfolds. And also, you got a bantamweight matchup between Andrew Whitney and Sharapov. And, you know, these two are going to stand and bang until one guy falls. That's one thing we can agree on. Yeah. And, you know, we know with Whitney he has had issues outside the cage. But, you know, it sounds like... Listen, man, this guy's a real fighter, and I really admire the fact that you guys are giving him a chance to go out there and, you know, express himself. And this fight, one guy is going to sleep for sure, Jeff. I would totally agree with you. I do not see that fight going um, five rounds. And I think the two of them are, you know, two creative strikers, two really good strikers. Um, and, and I would agree with you. Somebody's going to sit in the pocket and somebody's going to, you know, fall. Yeah, 100%. And then also, obviously, we got Des Green on the card. And, man, Des Green, I mean, this guy is such a badass. You recall his last fight at 170 pounds, you know. Yeah. This, this is a former 145er. He's going up there at 170 and grinding out this way bigger guy. I mean, that's the kind of badass Des Green is. And he's taking on Martin Brown here, man. So what are your thoughts on this matchup? I mean, I love Des Green. I think Des Green is one of the most talented fighters I've ever seen, truthfully. I mean, I think he's incredibly talented. Um, 145 was just the wrong weight division for him. He was way too big. His cuts were horrific. Um, one, one fight, he actually had to cut his dreadlocks off to make weight um, for us. And it, it just it was not healthy. And 155, is, he's been nothing short of sensational. He even went up to 170, like you said. And he's fighting a guy like Martin Brown, who's a tough, tough guy. Um, I think these guys are going to go out there. And I'll tell you what, I think this is another fight that doesn't go the distance. Oh, uh, absolutely, man. And what do you think the, you know, career trajectory is on a guy like Des Green? Because as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this is a top 15 UFC talent. Oh, yeah. No question about it. I, I don't see long before Des Green is uh, in UFC, especially if he has a devastating win. Um, I'd, be, I'd be highly surprised if, um, if Des Green didn't get a call up. And the only reason he wouldn't is if uh, UFC is so stacked at the division that they're just waiting for room. But he, he's definitely at the top of the list of fighters to go in. Definitely. And, Jeff, I mean, you guys stacked this card from start to bottom. I mean, Kurt Holoba taking on Yosdeni Sedanio. I mean, obviously we know Sedanio, very explosive striker. But I'll tell you what, Kurt Holoba, not only is he the former Titan FC champion, but, I mean, this guy knows what it's like to go the full five-round distance. He can adjust his game plan on the fly. He can knock guys out, but he can also grind them out. So I'm very curious to see his approach in this matchup, Jeff. Yeah, I mean... Kurt Hollibo's got hands, man, and he's got a chin, and um, Cedeno has got hands, and he's got a chin, and they're both excellent strikers. They both have ground. Um, Kurt's 
really, really slick on the ground. So Cedeno, um, again, pick them fight to me, you know, truly pick them fight. Definitely, man. And that's another fight that it could be, you know, a five round main event. But, you know, we're we're seeing it as a three round fight. You know, it tells the nature of how stacked this card really is, man. Also, Jay-Z Cavacante, he's making his return. He's taking on Rob Turnquist. And man, you know, every time I talk about Jay-Z, I mean, this guy, this is a guy that, you know, won championships in two separate eras of the sport. I mean, back in the day, he was yeah. considered the best lightweight in the world. And then most recently, you know, when he held the Titan light, lightweight championship, I mean, champion in two arrows of the sport that's unheard of and uh man he's still motivated he's still going strong and uh he wants to rebound here against turnquist yeah and he's one of the happiest guys you'll ever run into you know he's one of the nicest um just just great guys and uh you know jay-z had an incredible performance to take the title um against uh healy um knocked healy out healy hadn't been knocked out in forever um you know and last fight he looked a little flat. Um, Freddie Sunsell came out, really did a great job handling him. It'll be interesting to see how Jay-Z comes back. Um, and Turnquest, his last fight uh, looked outstanding. He fought um, Taylor Crawl, um, and he finished him by submission. I think it was a rear naked choke. So, And that was at welterweight. So um, Turnquest is fighting at his right weight, and he's a tough out, man. He and Jay-Z are going to go to war. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. And, you know, last but not least, before we get out of here, Abdiel Velasquez is making his return against Bruno Mesquita. And I got to tell you what, man, I think Abdiel Velasquez is a kid that doesn't get the respect he deserves. I think that he's one of your future stars. And, man, you know, he's he's only, what, 22, 23 years old. He's just a kid. Yeah. He's just a kid, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. No, he um, he's a really talented young kid. Um he fought Shorty Torres, and again, you know, you had two young, incredible prospects going in there. Shorty got the win that night, um, but that doesn't take anything away from Abdel. I mean, I think we all agree on, on Shorty's level of talent, and, you know, Abdel went in there. Shorty was the better man that night, and who knows? They may see each other again. I, I, I don't know, but Abdel is very, very good and deserves a lot of respect. Definitely, and we will all be tuning in December 2nd on UFC Fight Pass. If you're in Coral Gables, Florida, make sure you go attend this great event. Jeff, thanks for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. My pleasure. I'll do it anytime. Hey, and real quick, before we get out of here, just let the fans know, obviously, where to follow you and all that, but, you know, what's the vision for Titan, man? What are you guys looking to do besides, you know, put on great events all the time? Um, I think uh, you're going to see us exploring different uh, TV distribution deals over the, the next few months. Um... I think you'll you'll be seeing more events next year. Um, also, you know the the Titan app is out. You know it's been downloaded in, in I think over fifty countries already, which is amazing. You know, um, we're con you know we're consistently growing, trying to put on the best matches and provide the best platform for fighters that there is. Well, that's what the fans like to hear. Jeff, thanks again for the time, man, and uh, have a great day. Best of luck at the event, man. You too. Thank you, buddy. Joining me now is Diego Lima. Diego, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Thanks for having me back, my man. Dude, I got to know, how was Israel? Was it the paradise I described? It was. Man, it was. I don't think any trip can top that, man. That, that was the top of the line for me. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if anything else can top that, man. <laughs> that, that was amazing, man. It was an amazing experience, and 
Uh, man, I, I really, I really don't have words to describe that place, man. I really haven't found words yet. You know, people ask me, I'm like, I, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. It, it really is, man. One of the best places I've ever been to. That's good to hear. We're going to talk about your brother bringing home the belt in just a second, but did you get to do some cool stuff aside from that? Oh yeah, we did, man. We took a, uh, we took a tour to Jerusalem the next day and then we stayed after for two days, you know, just to see stuff. And then the next day we're just in a city, we're in the beach. So we, and we got to do a lot of things. So he, he was great, man. He was an awesome experience. That's good to hear. You by chance go to the Dead Sea? Dead Sea? No, we didn't. Maybe next time. Dude, the Dead Sea, it's interesting because like, it's like this, uh, they, they got so much salt in there and they literally rub you down with mud and you float in the water. That's how much salt there is, dude. Like it's a, it's its own unique experience. Huh, that's crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's serious shit, man. So next time you go, you got that bucket list. But, dude, I mean, look, your brother just brought back gold. He went to Israel. He came back a champion. You know, he fought Koreshkov. They fought once before. We all know Douglas was injured in that fight. And I think that I think he really proved that that was the case here because, uh, you know, Koreshkov tried to do the same things. He still tried to take him down. And, man, that sweep that Douglas had in that first round, that was a thing of beauty, Diego. <laughs> For sure, man, you know. Yeah, and people say, man, yeah, oh, he was in, he was just excused, blah, blah, blah. But, man, that, you know, that first fight, man, my brother really had one knee, man. We we begged him to not take that fight. And, man, he just, he had no money, man. Taxes hit him hard, you know, because he won those checks, $100,000 checks. And he just had to, man. He he pretty much did boxing pads that whole, that whole camp. He didn't do one wrestling round. He didn't do one sparring round. He was all boxing, man. So he was, and he still went five rounds. So, you know, he really showed. But, man, a healthy Douglas, that's what you see, you know. When he's healthy like that, man, there's nobody that can touch him, man. And, you, you know, you guys saw it, man. He was awesome, man. He was a great experience. You know, he that knockout was a thing of beauty, man. And <laughs> that sweet, man, I'm telling you, he gets everybody in the gym with him, man. It doesn't matter if you know, I know it's coming and that son of a gun still takes me with him, man. It's just beauty, man. He he elevates so good with that leg. It's so, uh, man, it, it was awesome. You know, the, the first fight, he actually got the swoop a few times, but this time Koreshkov knew he was coming, so he just used it to get up. So he... We, we practiced that as well, you know, so if he couldn't get the sweep, you know, he was going to use it to get up, and that's what he did, man. It all paid off. Dude, what's that sweep called? Because, I mean, he only had one butterfly hook, right? No, yeah, it's just a butterfly sweep. Oh, so he's got both butterfly hooks in. No, no, you don't need both. It's called one. It's, it's just one, but it's still called a butterfly hook. All you need is one. Damn, learn. You go from half guard. Like, they get half guard, you get one hook, and then you go. That's what's up, learning something new every day. I appreciate that, my there man. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so, so, dude, you know, going in that fight, obviously you were confident in your brother's abilities, but did you know he was going to knock him out cold like that? Yes. Yes, man. I thought – me, me and my – me and, and Jukon called him, man. We said he was either going to be second round or third round, man. It's just – I really – like, I hadn't rewatched really that first fight until Douglas's fight week, man. And, like, that fight week, I was like, you know what? Let me just watch this fight and see what happened. Because I was cage side, so, you know, you can't really see what happened too good because there's so many emotions stuff. And, man, I finally watched that fight for the first time, and really Koreshkov didn't do anything that first fight, man. 
And knowing my brother had only one knee that fight, and for him, he really didn't do anything. He didn't land at anything. He just got the takedown, and you know, he was good at controlling him. That was it. So, man, when I rewatched that fight, I was like, that dude is in trouble. Like, that dude is in trouble. I told my training partners, like, I didn't tell those, but, man, I told my training partners, I was like, listen, man, he's going to knock him out. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know he's going to knock him out. And, man, boom, it happened, man. Dude, they had Douglas as a plus 200 underdog, so I hope uh, some of y'all cashed in on that. Oh, man, we had a, we had a lot of friends call him afterwards. And, Bro, I just want some mad money on you. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a few friends that bet. You know, they don't tell us, but they bet on us. So they, it was good. It was a good night. That's good to hear, man. And, you know, you mentioned uh, last time we spoke that, you know, you were going to taper off, you know, the last part of your training camp in Israel. How did that go for you, bro? Oh, man, he was awesome, man. He was great, actually. Great, great, because Jukun was there, you know, so we trained a lot. We gave about three seminars, so we went to different gyms, man, trained with different people. And then when we were just at the hotel, you know, I did pads with Jukun and did wrestling with him. So, man, he was awesome. You know, n nothing changed. Did pretty much everything I was doing in camp. And then the last two days, that's when Jukun left. And Douglas, man, he put on the pads and he held pads for me. We did some cardio. So he's, he's a trooper, man. He was hurting and stuff, but he still helped out. And we got it done, man. We got it done. That's good to hear, man. And uh, the weight's coming off. You feeling great going into this fight? Because it's coming up. It's right around the corner. Man, next Friday, man. This is it. At this time next week, I'll probably be heading to the arena, man. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. I feel amazing, man. I really, this is one of my longest camp, man. I've, I've had, I've been in camp for three months for this fight, man. So, you know, I, I'm ready, man. There's really, you know, there's really no talk, nothing like that. I, I'm just ready to go in there and take care of business, man. That's good to hear, my man. And, uh, who, who just fought this last weekend? There, there was a really good fight this last weekend. I can't even remember it. But, uh, ah, good, good fight. Almeida, that was a good oh, fight. Oh, yeah, really dude, Almeida. Fight. Oh, my God. Almeida, that was a thing of beauty, man. When that dude's got somebody hurt, man, those combos are beautiful. Man, I feel like this kid's going to go down as a legend because, like, right now he's young in his career. He's only 22-1. and one. Well, only, right? now. he's 22-1 and one right. <laughs> in, in his record with 21 finishes. Like, isn't that unheard of? That man, that's just crazy, dude. And like I was, you look at his record, man. And like he wasn't fighting chumps either, man. Like he was a champion at a, another organization. And man, the dude, yeah, the dude's got it, dude. And that was his first fight in the UFC. I fought in the same card as him. Nice. He was down in um, Uber Lunge. Yeah, I fought in the same card, and then I, I saw him training himself. I was like, man, this kid is something, man. Yeah, he's he's got that thing about him, man. Obviously, he's a showman in the cage, but outside, super humble guy, really respectful, really understands the game. You know, he's not uh, getting ahead of himself just because he's had a couple UFC finishes. You know, I feel like he's a, right, he's a sure. determined yep, guy, you know? For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, well, dude, you know, it's interesting because I thought he was going to beat Cody Garbrandt. He did get caught, but we all know everyone's got to take that first loss. No one is exempt from taking their first career loss. But, man, I feel like... He could get him back in a rematch, you know what I mean? He's that good. Yeah, he is, man. And, like, you can see, too, like, he's changing his style. Like, it's just, he's too much of a slow starter, man. You know, I had that problem before, too, you know, just starting too slow, you know, being a slow starter. And I think he's got that, and now he's changing up. You know, he's coming right to it. So I think that loss really helped him out. 
Yes, sir. Well, Diego, it's going down this Friday. UFC Fight Pass, Titan FC. You're defending your belt against Jason Jackson. How's it going to go down, bro? Man, it's going to go down on my hand raise, man. I, I'm going to pressure this guy, man. And, man, my hand is going to be raised, man. There's no way this guy stopping me. I haven't seen, you know, he has nothing I haven't seen before. He is no threat to me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the work on this guy, man. I'm getting my hand raised. And Diego, real quick before I let you go, what's it like having, uh, you know, two champions in the family? I mean, the brothers are holding belts at the same damn time. Is this a first? This is definitely a first, man, and it feels amazing, man. The gym is popping, man. Everyone's happy. The whole family is like, holy crap. You know, we've been getting a lot of respect, man. It's just, it's been an awesome experience, man. Awesome experience, man. And I just got that extra boost of confidence, you know, going into this fight, you know, that added on pressure. You know, it's just all boost, man. It's just positive energy, man. I'm just <laughs> so ready, man. It's just been a happy year, and I'm going to finish off strong, man. That, that's amazing, dude. And, you know, it's not just you two. I mean, your extended family, you know, Freddie, Asu, and Sal. We got three champions in Atlanta, bro. Three, man. Three in Atlanta. Yep, it's going down, man. We're about to take over. Yes, sir. Well, Diego, thanks for the time, brother. Best of luck with the weight cut and the fight. And uh, let the audience know anything you want to tell them, man. Now, the, the floor is yours, bro. Man, that's it, guys. Thanks for supporting me. Make sure you guys check me out next Friday on UFC Fight Pass as I defend my belt against Jason Jackson. And um, thanks, everyone, for the support, man. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, DH Lima MMA. Thanks for having me, my man. You got it, brother. Diego, best of luck, my man. Thanks, brother. Have a good one. Joining me now is Jay-Z Calvacante. Jay-Z, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be back one more time with you guys. Oh, you got it, man. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. You know, I got so much respect for you. You're a guy that's been a world champion in two separate eras of the sport. What keeps you motivated, Jay-Z? Fighting. Fight. I fight my whole life, you know, so that's my motivation. I love what I do. So it's a blessing for me to be so long doing exactly what I've been doing, you know, my whole life. Man, it's so awesome to be able to watch you compete because every single time, win or lose, you come to fight, man. I mean, that's what the fans love to see. And now you got a new fight scheduled at Titan FC 42, man. I'm excited, man. A long time. I don't have like a three fights in the, in the year, you know. And this time I'm going to my fourth. So I'm stoked about it, you know. My, my rhythm is back. I'm getting my rhythm back, my competitions, mentality. I put everything in place again. So it's great, you know. My last fight, I have uh, unfortunately wasn't the best result I had, you know. I have some little problems, little adjustment to the fight, but that's what I said, you know. That's something that you get when you're competing often. And if you see my record, if you see my, you know, my couple, my last couple years, at least five years. I never been compete so much like I did this year, so I'm really happy about it. You know, I'm grateful for Titan FC to put this stuff together for me and keeping me busy. Oh, absolutely, man! And dude, you don't gotta prove anything to me because I know what kind of badass you are. And what I want to know here, though, is uh, you know, at this point in your career, do you even care who your opponent is, or is it just a matter of you being the best version of yourself when you step in there? My whole career has been like that, you know. I just wanna, I just wanna compete to go there and do my best. So 
it's not really not much about the opponent. You know, opponent is good because when they have a bigger name, when they have you know somebody who is a champion has gives a little bit more motivation because you have more reward after the fight. But that's from the from the world perspective, you know. But for me, it's not just about my ego, but it's more about my soul, my soul searching. That's why I like to compete, you know. So that's what satisfies my soul. So it doesn't matter who I'm going to fight with. But for the mind and for the business, you know, for the, for the world out, out there, it has to be guys with big names, you know, and uh, fighting for the belt and stuff like that. But that's why I, I got to keep the balance. But for me, the motivation to fight is to fight. Definitely, man. And where are you at mentally these days? You enjoying this still? For sure, man. Uh, I enjoy it. No, it's way better than being locked in the office for me. I've never been a guy who who like to be in the office. I have my routine is like I have a good routine training, but also it's not a routine like the whole year around the same thing. I go in places, I travel. I do stuff that I like, you know. I have the time to adjust my schedule and do other stuff. I can spend time with my family, and that's uh, that's something that I need, you know. That's something that I believe is good for me. Is good for my for my soul, for my being, you know. Do you have any thoughts on your opponent, or is it just, hey, man, it's another fight? No, uh, he's a he's a tough guy. I saw him fight on the last uh, the last fight on the Titan. Uh, I was there, you know. I was doing some work with the for the social media with the Titan and doing some stuff. And he put a good fight against uh, a crow or a crow's son. And yeah, he he came, you know. He he got a little tough situation. The guy got to him on a triangle. He survived, and then he came back at the end of the round, in the third round, and won the fight you know so he's a tough guy he's durable and that's it you know it's because there is a new guy he has he doesn't have the much experience but he brings you know and i bring it too and i have experience so i have an advantage on that aspect and i'm gonna use everything i can and i'm gonna get this fight i'm gonna get this victory Yes, sir. We cannot wait for it. Jay-Z, man, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. You know, huge fan of yours, man. Always going to be in your corner, brother. We're rooting for you, and I uh, can't wait for your fight, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. Always good to talk to you. have some opportunity to express a little bit of myself, my situation in fighting, talking about my friends, so always cool. And I just want to shout out to my sponsors, High Motors. They have the best little car dealership for using the cars in Florida. So if you guys go there, mention Jay-Z, you're going to get the discount and the free free oil check. And I want to thank Titan FC for the opportunity to be fighting one more time now, December 2nd at the Bank of Night Center in Coral Gables. Awesome, man. And real quick, before we get out of here, how can the fans uh, reach you on social media, Jay-Z? One more time, guys. So it's breaking up again. Hey, how can the fans reach you on social media? Uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter, my my handle is at Jesias G E S I A S. That's why my name is called. My nickname is Jay Z, but my name is pretty unique, so I always find my 
my handles just like it's just me. It's only me there. Yes, sir. It is unique. Have you ever met anyone else with the name Jesse S? No, man. I never met anybody. That was my grandfather's name. That's for me. I never met my grandfather, unfortunately. He passed away before I was born, but I never met him. But I know one woman that named her son after me in California, and that's one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. You know, I, I talk with them on the Instagram, but that's amazing. You know, see my name with somebody else. Man, that is so cool. Hey, Jay-Z, thanks again for the time, brother, and have a great day, man. Okay, guys, you too. Take care, man. There you have it, folks. Jeff Aronson, Diego Lima, and Jay-Z Calvacante. Make sure you tune in to Titan FC 42 this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Sean Carey and I will be back this week to break down the Tough 24 finale. And also, I'll be releasing a separate podcast with Rob Font and Damian Brown. So until the next time, let's cash these bets. (laughs) 